0: Delta Dispatches, we're discussing Louisiana's coast, its people, wildlife, and jobs, and why restoring it matters. I'm Simone Maloz with Restore Retreat. Yes, that's right. Jack Hebert from EDF is not with me today. We are flying solo, but that's okay. I can do this by myself. I can do it without him, I promise. I have a great guest on in Chris Cook from our friends over at Lake Pontchartrain Basin Foundation. Um, and so we're just going to get right into it with him. Chris Cook is the director of the Lake Pontchartrain Basin Foundation's New Canal Lighthouse Education Center, where he oversees the organization's educational programming as well as operations of the building and grounds. Chris came to LPBF from a history background and holds a master's in history and previously worked in interpretive programming for the Historic New Orleans Collection. Welcome to the show, Chris.
1: I'm happy to be here. Thanks for having me. You didn't
0: know I was signing you up for co-host for the day, right? (laughs) (laughs) No pressure, no pressure.
1: I'll try my best.
0: (laughs) Well, we are glad to have you. We have lots of friends over at Lake Pontchartrain Basin Foundation and Chrissy and Theron, John, lots of other folks. So we're glad to have you. But before we start have to ask where you're from
1: here originally what? Yeah.
0: <laughs> tell us a little bit about yourself and your background
1: yeah so i i, I grew up around here and then you know just comes up a lot well, where'd you go to school and say <laughs> well I, I moved to texas in the eighth grade uh, but moved around a little bit came back i guess it's seven years ago now uh so i've been back for a while and, and loving it wishing i moved back sooner
0: so were you always a uh was little chris always a history guy or what what did you <laughs> what was life like growing yeah, up in no, louisiana until the eighth right? i mean
1: i i think that growing up in the new orleans area kind of predisposes you to be interested in history uh it's something that um it's just more of of, of everyday life in the present it comes up all the time and you know what um Where I currently am at the Lake Pontchartrain Basin Foundation, I'm really thrilled to be there and it's really gratifying because um, as a kid, I learned about um, environmental issues through the Save Our Lake campaign and learning not just that there were issues with the environment, but also that we could do things to correct them. Right. Had an um, example right there in your had backyard. Had an example right, right? there. And, it, and it's great to come back and, and be part of that as, as an adult who, who can contribute now.
0: So you did study history. Uh, we also, when we talk about coastal issues, we kind of like to talk about the path people took to yeah. get there. And it's not always science or it's not always what you think it is. But you, you took that path in school,
1: right? No. So, yeah. So I, I, I went through history the whole way. Always, even if I was studying somewhere else, I always always wound up researching New Orleans and South Louisiana again. I couldn't help it. And you know where I it's currently colorful, am. right? I know. And where <laughs> I currently am, I'm working um, uh, mostly on, uh, you know, environmental education, but it, it fits because in South Louisiana, the environment, the history, the culture, they're all one thing. They're all one thing, and they inform each other. So,
0: so when you came back to Louisiana, did you start at the historical New Orleans? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So tell us about kind of how you got back. I'm gonna call it home because we can't <laughs> even call
1: your time in Texas home. We'll call yeah. it home. No, yeah, I'm happy to be back. Um, and uh, what it was just it was just time to come back, and and I'm excited to be. Um, be in a position where I can be involved in in these big conversations.
0: Well, I am glad that the history and the challenges that Coastal Louisiana faces didn't mm-hmm. scare you, right? <laughs> um, and I mentioned, I know we know Christy and John and Theron over there, but let's talk about your role over at the Lake Pontchartrain Basin Foundation Tell us all about it. We've talked about it a little bit when we've had Christy back on the show, but tell us all about this whole other aspect of of some of the things that y'all do at Lake Pontchartrain Basin Foundation.
1: Well, the Lake Pontchartrain Basin Foundation does a lot. It It does. does a lot. And so to to make it simple, if I have to explain it to somebody really quickly, to say basically it's made up of three departments, which is... Big overgeneralization. I hope I'm not offending <laughs> no, the people no. I work it's, it's with, fair. <laughs> but uh, you know, basically, we have like we have our water quality department and the programs that go into that, the ongoing monitoring, tracking down of problems um, that we need to do to make sure that our estuary stays healthy. We've got our coastal department, which is working on the front lines of the coastal erosion crisis and trying to solve that. Um, and then I'm going to lump together a couple more things that's my area, which is education so we are fortunate that we have a permanent physical address that's also a really cool building because it's a historic lighthouse uh right there on the lakefront so we're open seven days a week we can do
0: wait seven days a week seven days way? a week yeah. we're open to the
1: public so nice. the general public can drop in which is a nice nice resource we can do i'm, I'm i i do not know of anywhere else that's that's quite like us where um we do environmental education, we're also in a historic building. we're also open to the general public seven days a week, and we do a brisk business and field trip. so it's something that's really special to be a part of
0: and you you have docents right I'm fascinated by this by yes. by
1: becoming a docent no uh, I,
0: I think I'm <laughs> definitely underqualified, but uh, the fact well, that you basically have
1: volunteers we do and and before you say that you're underqualified like we we are often looking for docents. it's a fun job, and um you don't have to be an environmental scientist to explain to people um, what our issues are. You just have to be interested. Mm-hmm. Um, and so one of the great things about our, our core docents is that they come to us from a variety of experiences. Um, some of them are retired. Some of them are still working. Some of them used to be educators. Some of them used to be lawyers. They all bring their own perspective. And the thing that unites them is that they're really interested in sharing their passion for um, our environment right here in the local area. So
0: tell us some of the things that if we went to the lighthouse one of those seven days a week, what what might we see there or what might we hear about?
1: Um, well, we have well, we have a few things we can talk about. So just the fact that it's an 1890 lighthouse. We have a whole other segment, yeah. so we can, we can cross <laughs>
0: over, too, if we need so, to. <laughs> so some people
1: come just because they're really into lighthouses, mm-hmm. and we can cater to that, and we have a lot of cool Is stories. Is that a thing? Yeah, yeah, there's a thing. We... we um, there are people it like like bird watchers you oh, want to see yeah, how all yeah, the birds yeah. there are lighthouse people who need to see all Sean the lighthouses he used to be a, still yeah. is a big
0: bird guy so yeah yeah of yeah. course we had to talk about birds without him here so yeah. like he'll
1: love that <laughs> yeah and if there's any lighthouse fans that are, that are listening you can get not one but two lighthouse stamps in your passport oh. book at the lighthouse um, but so we can do we can do historical lessons about the lighthouse itself about the history of commerce you know New Orleans mm-hmm. is where it is because the lake is a shortcut into the city it's a port with two entrances so we can talk about that um and we can go we can uh introduce ideas about our environment and we can bring those right up to the present and the work that's going on to arrest and reverse the erosion crisis that we're dealing with.
0: So I'm fascinated by the lighthouse now. Now you got me. So <laughs> is it at its original location? It it's it uh yeah, it's, did suffer some damage through Katrina, right? And y'all refurbished it yeah. like with whatever renovated it, right? So it's
1: in its original location and mm-hmm. there's been a lighthouse on that site since 1838. Um but it's 17 feet higher than it was originally meant to be, and we're actually doing a series, um, a panel series, in, in collaboration with the Preservation Resource Center. Uh-huh, we had uh-huh. the first one at the PRC last month. Uh, th- um, the next one's going to be at the lighthouse on May 15th.
0: May 15th, and that's coming
1: up. Yeah, and it, it, mm-hmm. the series is uh, historic preservation in the face of climate change, and it was inspired by the lighthouse, which is a historic building, and it retains much of its much of it excuse me much of its historic character. But now it's 17 feet in the air, um, which is interesting.
0: That is interesting. That tells a story on its (laughs) own, right? So I love that idea about kind of um, having that partnership, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Is that something y'all are looking to do more of? Or, like, I love that idea of things could come to you guys. You know, that would be kind of changing it up a little bit. It's just
1: something that that, yeah, we are interested in doing, you know, there are um, so many communities of people who who care about so many different things, and they overlap. They overlap yeah. quite a bit. So I, I guess my strategy is to think of all of those Venn diagrams mm-hmm. of people who are interested in the <laughs> environment, people who are interested in, in history or historic preservation, right? and finding those overlaps and um, – you know, finding community partners through that.
0: And it's kind of one of those things that you can go to the, the lighthouse more than once, right? That's you want people to come visit. Yes, please often. do.
1: Yeah. Actually we're, we're working on rolling out more and more things that'll make it, that'll keep it interesting for repeat visitors. Like, um, we are, we are working on right now. It's not ready yet, but we are working on, we're building a uh, laboratory. This is breaking news. Yeah. We're, we're working on a laboratory <laughs> in our, in our, what was our gift shop space? Oh. Um, and the idea is we want the general public and also kids on field trips to be able to partake in experiments that look a mm-hmm. lot like the work that our coastal scientists do. And it's going to be a really pretty countertop because we're, we've built it out of uh, historic lumber from the original 1890
0: Lighthouse. Oh, what a great idea. Yeah. Um, we do have a whole other segment to go when we talk about some of your events coming up. Very quickly, where can folks find out more information about Lake Pontchartrain Basin Foundation?
1: Saveourlake.org.
0: Okay, you're listening to Delta Dispatches. We'll be right back after the break with Chris Cook from Lake Pontchartrain Basin Foundation. National Wildlife Federation gives voices to the wildlife conservation values that are part of our country's heritage. We are charting a new course for wildlife that our children and grandchildren will thank us for. Visit our website, nwf.org louisiana, to find out more about our work to restore and protect coastal Louisiana for generations to come. National Wildlife Federation, uniting all Americans to ensure wildlife thrive in a rapidly changing world. nwf.org louisiana. At Audubon, we believe that where birds thrive, people prosper. Nowhere is that more evident than in Louisiana. Integrating science, education, and policy, Audubon Louisiana's mission is to conserve and restore natural ecosystems, Focusing on birds, other wildlife, and their habitats for the benefit of humanity and the Earth's biological diversity. Visit la.audubon.org to learn more and support our mission. la.audubon.org. Restore a Retreat is a coastal nonprofit organization working in the heart of the Barataria and Terrebonne Basins, from the Mississippi River to the Atchafalaya. We work every day to restore Louisiana's coast community and culture with our mission of implementing long-term and large-scale projects for our irreplaceable region. We'll hope you join us in supporting the solution. Check us out on Twitter, Facebook, and online at www.restoreorretreat.org. welcome back you're listening to delta dispatches where we're discussing louisiana's coast its people wildlife jobs and why restoring it matters we're here every thursday on 990 wgso and online through our podcast uh check out restore the mississippi river delta or roar's facebook page for more details welcome back to the show chris
1: Thanks again for having me.
0: Is this everything you dreamed it would be?
1: Yeah, this is co-hosting
0: fun. the show. Maybe I don't need Shock back. You talk about birds. The only thing we have to talk about, Shock and I talk about food a lot. And so uh, once we cover that, then um,
1: we can do food now too.
0: <laughs> so we do like to ask a fun question of our guests. It helps us to get to know them a little bit better. And you're from here. We've already established that. You had a you had a brief interlude somewhere else, and you came back home. <laughs> but we are in the middle of Jazz Fest and and kind of festivals seasons right so we love to ask this of our guests and especially about food but like when if you go to a jazz fest what's the first food or drink that you go to
1: oh i don't know um (laughs) that's a tough one um well because it it, short answer is it needs to be more than one (laughs) Um,
0: (laughs) All of it. Yeah.
1: And it's still crawfish season. So there's going to be some of that. I don't know if it's going to be the crawfish bread or the crawfish Monica, but one of those for sure.
0: Yeah, um, so you think of it in like food categories. Yeah, I so guess one so. must.
1: <laughs> yeah, and I, have to, fruit, I have to hit my a fruit, points too. fruit, which is like
0: a daiquiri, right? Yeah, <laughs> and if I'm going to be
1: standing all in the sun all day, I need to get something hearty. So that's
0: that's how I feel, right? Yeah. That like sometimes when you go out there, it's so hot that it's like the last thing I want you don't is like wanna, a big you don't want
1: to not eat because you're sack sweaty. or something.
0: Yeah. Yes, so that's when you drink the beer, I guess. <laughs> that's when you get your wheat component, I guess. There. <laughs> um, so we were talking about uh, the lighthouse and how fascinating it is in the education component mm-hmm. of Lake Pontchartrain Basin Foundation's work. So tell us one more time where they might be able to find more information. If you're a teacher in a class, they could come see you? Like, Tell us where yeah. we can find so information like
1: that. if you get on our website it's saveourlake.org um, If you're a teacher you can get right to our education program um, and figure out what our offerings are. We go out to schools. We can also come have people come to the lighthouse, and not just the lighthouse. We have an urban marsh project at the mouth of the Bay oh, St. John, um, and it's really great to get kids out there so they can see close up yeah. some things that we're talking about, more big picture back at the lighthouse.
0: And when do you think your lab will be ready? Soon. Soon. Close. Soon. Close. 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 Ne- close.
1: Next two weeks, maybe. Oh, nice! Yeah.
0: Wow! <laughs> I want to. I want uh, sneak preview to that. Yeah. Y'all have another event coming up too. We do called storm sweep right and this is y'all have done this a couple of times and they do this other places right but this is the biggest regional event
1: so storm sweep is a is a new thing that we're starting this year okay and it's got the sweep in it because we do these um other litter pickups throughout the year Mm -hmm. we have one in the spring called spring sweep one in september called beach sweep um and the idea is for it to be a basin wide so north shore you know all over the whole region to get people out there and pick up litter because there's, there's just always a lot of litter to pick up. Right, um, so. But um, with this one coming on May 11th, the goal is actually to get the region ready for the coming rains of summer and hurricane season. So we have Can a focus. Can you believe it's, all, I know it's May, already that's, May? That's the kind of Speaking of it's already Jazz it's Fest. already May. <laughs> so, yeah, right. Speaking of Jazz Fest. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, while the other sweeps, uh, people enjoy getting out actually on the lakefront and cleaning mm-hmm. up, we're mm-hmm. actually asking people to um, stay in their own neighborhoods. Um, to focus on the catch basins in their neighborhoods because this is going to be two birds with one stone. Um, if you keep the litter out of the catch basins, you keep it out of the system that eventually discharges into the lake. Yeah, so we that's where it ends up. That's where it ends up. So we've yeah. caught it before it gets into the lake. And also, if we keep it out of the catch basins, the catch basins will have greater efficiency and they'll actually work for us when we need them to when we get those big summer downpours.
0: So how, how is it organized? If um, I, I have to have a team or I can be an individual and like I join my neighborhood group. Yeah, or- you,
1: can, you can register as a team or as an individual. You can you can do it through uh, an organization like a neighborhood association or the Scouts or whatever it may be, um, or you can just sign up as an individual or you and a friend. Um, you can find all the details on our website, storm stormsweep
0: and you can kind of match make me there too, right? According to like maybe where I live, right, and, right,
1: yeah. yeah. We'll we'll be collecting information on where everybody's actually going to be working, and then the day of, we're inviting everyone who signs up out to the lighthouse at eight thirty. See what have, you did there. Yeah, we're going to have <laughs> coffee, uh, coffee and and treats, and and you can pick up supplies from us and meet other volunteers and and um, have some coffee and a snack. Um, go do your work um it's not mandatory you come to the lighthouse first it's just right just to yet. check in yeah. um and um and then after doing your work we're asking people to come back to the lighthouse we're going to have a hurricane readiness fair oh. where we have a variety of community partners So we have nonprofits, uh government agencies back at the lighthouse back at the lighthouse mm-hmm. we're going to have uh nola ready uh clean up nola vacuteer um Water Board is contributing Um, Jefferson Parish government's going to be there to promote their, um, their version of the, um, adopt a catch basin, Mm -hmm. which is called brooms to basins. Ah. Um, so it's going to be, um, a lot of, a lot of organizations with similar missions. Um, and you're going to be able to learn from all of them in, in one stop.
0: So, okay. So back to the cleanup part, is there, are you asking folks to catalog anything or do any kind of work or just get your hands dirty?
1: Yeah, we're working with, uh, and you can learn more about this on our registration form, but we're using a system that. Um it can it'll collect as as much information as you're willing to put into mm-hmm. it. Um and sometimes it's really helpful to identify problems to have that rich um, information to rely on.
0: Yeah, I agree. Cause um, you know, uh, I know we have some friends back in Bay the Fouche and they do big mm-hmm. cleanup and they learn a lot about what they clean up and how much, right? You think, oh man, that you do this cleanup, huge cleanup every year mm-hmm. eventually you run out of stuff and that is not true yeah <laughs> there is always there's always to there's clean
1: up. always but stuff to clean up and and um one of the great things about particularly this event we're working with so many governmental agencies mm-hmm. um some of those agencies and some of those governments like i know that there's going to be a volunteer team from jefferson parish government mm-hmm. and in the past when they've volunteered at other um sweeps they've used their on the ground experience and picking up litter to identify problems where you know when they go back to work at parish yeah. government, they can they, put it, they can get yeah. that information to the people who can actually put something in place to to prevent it from happening in the first place.
0: Yeah, that's great. And I think that it's just the right time of year, right? It's still cool enough to go <laughs> to be outside. Yeah. It's not and sweating it, to death June 1st. So and that's, it, that's smart of you guys.
1: And it's the only weekend without a festival.
0: Oh, look <laughs> at that. I love you guys. Y'all are very smart over there at like Pontchartrain Basin Foundation. So you said that I can go online and register, or find out more information, maybe about how to register teams, right, where right. to find more information.
1: Yeah, and you're welcome to join as an individual, or or we, if you want to put together a team, that's even better.
0: Even better. Um. So that is saveourlake.org.
1: Slash Storm Sweep, slash, one word.
0: Uh, slash Storm Sweep, and then you also said about the May fifteenth event. Like you're not busy enough, you just keep going. What <laughs> happens here? So, um, are you taking all of June off, or you just? worried?
1: <laughs> I know. Uh, so on May on May fifteenth, we have uh, historic preservation in the face of climate change, and that's going to
0: be a long standing.
1: Um, it's three sessions. So we had okay. the first one at the PRC. Mm-hmm. The second one's going to be at the Lighthouse. And the third one location to be determined. So you can check either our <laughs> website Secret or the Secret Preservation Secret Resource Center's website. You'll have to come back. Uh, you'll have to come back. But there's a there's kind of a general theme to them. Um, the first session was called Document. And The idea was that we're not going to be able to save all of the places mm-hmm. that that we'd like to. Um, so how do we how do we document them to remember them? Uh, the next one that's going to be at the Lighthouse, which which makes sense because I'm hoping to do it actually under the lighthouse to make the point is adapt. So how do we adapt historic structures to make sure they'll be able to to stay with us? Um, and the next one is going to be, um, uh, Persist. So Ah. it's things that we can do to actively mitigate some of the issues that are causing us to adapt to buildings in the first place. I love that word, persist. Mm -hmm.
0: Keep on keeping on kind of thing, right? Well, Chris, it's been so great to have you. Welcome back home. Uh, You're you're an exciting addition to Lake Pontchartrain Basin Foundation. Remind folks one more time where they can find more information.
1: Saveourlake.org.
0: Great. I hope you have a very great weekend. I'd love to come out. I want I want to see that lab when y'all are ready to go. Yeah, come too. see the
1: lab. And then anytime, you know, if it's a hot day, it's always cooler at the lakefront. <laughs>
0: that's awesome. I'm also gonna try to sneak in some uh, dosing information to find out if I am I'm I know I'm underqualified for that
1: no, you'd be surprised I
0: think you'd be surprised how <laughs> underqualified I am Well Chris thank you for coming on to the show and being my co-host for half of it uh you're listening to Delta dispatches when we come back from the break we have one of our other favorite guests Rebecca Trish from Louisiana Wildlife Federation'll we'll we be right back. Welcome back to Delta Dispatches. We're discussing Louisiana's coast, its people, wildlife, and jobs, and why restoring it matters. I'm Samoma Loss with Restore or Retreat. I am without my co-host, Jacques Bear of EDF today, but I will do him proud because right now we're going to talk about the coastal stat of the week. Last week, the state of Louisiana announced the receipt of $75.8 million in oil and gas revenue sharing from federal offshore waters. The 19 coastal zone parishes will receive $18.9 million, bringing Louisiana's total to $94.7 million. Louisiana's coastal share is almost $12 million greater this year than the amount last year. And the Louisiana voters passed by a constitutional amendment to dedicate all of that oil and gas offshore revenue to Louisiana's coastal programs. So that was welcome news. So right now, and welcome back. I'd like to welcome to the show. Welcome back, uh, Rebecca Trish from Louisiana Wildlife Federation. Rebecca, you've been on the show before. Welcome
2: back. Thanks for having me, Simone. I'm excited to talk about some of the work that we've been doing.
0: Yeah, you've been a busy little bee, so I'm very happy to have you. You had a big-time event last weekend.
2: Yes. On Saturday, we held a banquet that celebrated the conservation um award winners. so we have uh conservationists of the year for 2018 and we recognized uh seven individuals and organizations and i'm looking at the list and three of those were um had a lot to do with coastal protection or restoration just general advocacy for issues in the coastal zone so that's that's always um exciting to see that you know people are working on it It gives me um hope for the future um so i'd like to talk about some of the work that they're doing but all of the seven were doing have done fabulous things
0: yeah we could probably talk about each one for a whole show right but we'd love to hear i'd love to hear your perspective on on some of your award winners
2: Sure. So, volunteer of the year in 2018 was Cheryl Segrera and he's been uh, a coastal advocate in the southwest side of Louisiana. So he I know some
0: Segreras.
2: <laughs> yeah, out of Vermilion Parish, and so he's been very active on their coastal planning uh, committee, and he helped, uh, you know, contribute to the to the last master plan, and he's contributed several several annual plans, including last year working on what's going. Through for 2019 uh, for approval. He did some some coastal planning. He even helped with, uh, excuse me, coastal plantings, so wetland restoration plantings last year, and he also um, did some giant salvinia um, uh, abatement, and he he works on outreach, goes to schools and and festivals and talks about coastal restoration, particularly for that side of the Atchafalaya Basin, and so so that was exciting. He's been doing that for a long time, and it's good to see that even in 2018, he's still keeping it up and doing fantastic things. We also recognize uh, the Corporate uh, Conservationist of the Year with Sitco uh, Petroleum Corporation, and they have this great program, Caring for Our Coast, and it's partnered with some of our colleague um, organizations, that I know you know, Simone, like the Nature Conservancy and Restore Our Earth, doing plantings, engaging volunteers um, paying for um, restoration effort that, you know, volunteers and citizens can um, integrate and and work with. And that's sprinkled throughout the coast. So it's several locations that they've been focused on. And, you know, it's a lot of good habitat restoration for migratory um, birds and other wildlife. Uh, Senator Blade Morish was recognized for um, Conservationist of the Year. I like, love that guy. Yeah, like <laughs> an official. And last year in particular, he, he worked on, 2011, on a study about the Sabine uh, River River um, Sabine Lake Reef, and it's a very important oyster reef. It's the um, largest. and uh, it's pristine,
0: natural, right? Right? Yeah, the, that's the reef. word they use,
2: yeah. Yes, it's been unharvested, and so it's just the, uh, the largest um, uh, representative of a natural reef in, I think, this hemisphere. And so um, in 2011, there was a study, and then last year, he also... Um, uh, introduce legislation to put protection on that reef from harvest, Texas already had that on their portion of the reef, so this was matching what Texas did and it just allows for the protections for shoreline and and water quality um, and uh, just maintains it for for um, Research, you know, it's a source, and yeah. so that was very exciting. And he's done a lot of work on master plan. You yep, know him; yep. a lot of your listeners probably do. So, um, so that was great that the judges uh, selected him to be recognized for that. We had um,
0: so Audubon wait, a- uh, Rebecca, just yeah. a sec. So, people nominate these folks, right? And and so, uh, you know, that's that's. You know, the nomination's an honor in itself, right? And then these folks win. So just wanted to highlight the process a little bit. You do an open call for nominations.
2: Yes. The nominations come from the public, and the judges are selected as, you know, top in uh Nonprofit organizations that do the work, agency leadership.
0: Yeah, people um, familiar with the issue, or yeah, yeah,
2: past winners who have also been recognized. So it's a pretty rigorous process in terms of getting signif- recognizing significant achievement, and it's and it's for each year, so it's an annual program. Um, in the New Orleans area, Audubon Nature Institute Youth Volunteer Corps was recognized for youth. Youth Conservationists of the Year, and they worked with so many youth in different projects from invasive species to wetland plantings um, and other educational um, opportunities for them to learn and work with, you know, zoo animals and master naturalists, it's a really good um, youth program that they have, and so they were recognized, and then, (coughs) excuse me, we had an educator from... um, from central Louisiana, Chris Pierce, and he's done phenomenal work, work working with youth, you know, bringing them to Marsh Maneuvers and um, down to Rockefeller, you know, and we need that. We need yeah, absolutely. In North Louisiana and, and youth it to understand. It starts there, right? Yeah. Yeah, and he also does a lot of um, hunter education and outdoor recreation safety and ethics, and he's MC of, you know, kids fishing rodeos, I mean, he's just a really good asset to the community from his job and much more. And then we had Baton Rouge uh, Zoo Frog Watch program was I recognized. I that. <laughs> yeah, and, you know, frogs are a good indicator yeah. for the health of a system. So this is citizen science with a lot of training so that people, the work that they're doing to an uh, observation and collecting data can be funneled to, uh, you know, a collective that's not just Louisiana-focused but also feeding into a national look at what's happening in our habitat. And I think that's really important because we've got a Changing Habitat here for sure that we know of. Um, so, and then the final, the Governor's Award was given to Catherine Gividon, and she is a phenomenal volunteer with so many organizations um, Louisiana Hiking Club, Baton Rouge Master Naturalist, this Baton Rouge Zoo Frog Watch program. Um, she does a lot of educational um, demonstrations, leading all sorts of um, um, training sessions. I know I'm missing some of it, but it just makes makes you uh, glad to see someone who's so involved, who has a passion as a volunteer, because she has a different type of, uh, you know, profession, yeah. but as a volunteer, you know, almost every weekend reaching out.
0: For, right, going above you. and beyond, right? Yeah. This isn't her everyday job. She does right. it because she's passionate about it.
2: Yeah, and for years, and so she really up there, you know, increased it last year, which is amazing, so it was good to hear that, and, and so it's an inspirational evening, and then we also gave awards to the Youth Hunters of the Year.
0: Ah. Very nice. Well, so you do that every year, but um, over at Louisiana Wildlife Federation, you do a lot, a lot of other work, and we want to get get to that in the in the next segment. Um, but you also have you also have a fun auction, and you have good sponsors for the event and all that kind of stuff. Where could people find out more information about those awards? Oh, also, they're beautiful awards, by the way, too. So tell folks before we um, we're up against the break. Why don't you let folks know where they might be able to find more information out about of uh, the award ceremony that just happened.
2: Yeah, so we're on Facebook, uh, Louisiana Wildlife Federation, and our website is lawildlifefed.org. So that's lawildlifefed, which is short for federation.org. Dot-
0: Archie. Well Rebecca if you don't mind sticking with us through one more segment we want to talk about y'all do so many other great things we got to get to that too so if you don't mind sticking with us we'll be right back after the break you're listening to Delta Dispatches on WGSO 990 AM where we're discussing Louisiana's coast its people, wildlife and jobs and why restoring it matters Welcome back to Delta Dispatches. I'm Simone Laws with Restore or Retreat, flying solo today. But I am so lucky to have two great partners with me today. And my co-host for the second half of the show is Rebecca Trish. Rebecca, you didn't know that. But <laughs> oh,
2: well, I'm excited to join you today and be with you
0: on the, on talking about the coast. You always have really, really great stuff to talk about. I'm actually very surprised I caught you today because I thought you might be in Baton Rouge in the halls of the Capitol.
2: Yes, and policy advocacy is one of the things that I think Louisiana Wildlife Federation does very well. We have so many knowledgeable volunteers around issues, and we have a CAMO coalition, and that focuses on engaging uh, sportsmen and women on coastal restoration. I just wanted to point out, coming from your fact today, that the uh, Coastal Trust Fund is one of the few um, Receiving funds for surplus dollars in the state budget, so that's one of the things that we look for and talk with you know colleagues and other people are interested that you know that's eligible and certainly talking about the need.
0: Yeah, that that's an excellent college. point. You know, we've we've uh, received surplus dollars for coastal before, but there might be legislators that didn't even know that. Um, but it does make for a perfect one-time only um, source, right? And the trust fund and the fact that hey, if you have a couple of um, um, $100 million or so, I could build you a project for that, right? So that's an, an excellent point and something that they do have to talk about during sessions. So, But you, besides just being in Baton Rouge, you have other things going on. Tell, We were talking about youth earlier um, in the last segment with you and about how important teachers are and, and things like the Youth Volunteer Corps. But you have, uh, Louisiana Wildlife Federation has a leadership corps. Tell us about that program and how that came about.
2: Yes, our Edgar Villon Conservation Leadership Corps is recruiting uh, college freshmen, sophomore and juniors in, in Louisiana uh, to apply, and they can apply on our website. And it offers an opportunity to learn about uh, policy advocacy, learn about issues, um, building a network together of like-minded young adults who are interested in um, how they can ha- make an impact on protecting the environment and working on conservation conservation. conservation issues like habitat protection you know our coast is a a huge habitat um and so they have that opportunity it's four sessions through through the year from september to april and um so we bring them together right now we are accepting 15 students and so it's four sessions in the year with opportunities their their field trips are going to the capitol or going to a commission meeting and Ah.
0: seeing how
2: seeing how what we're talking about
0: they can come with me rebecca (laughs)
2: <laughs> yes, I know. It would be good for them to learn to see because they're fascinated, actually, in your job and my job. They tell us that all the time. I want to do what you're doing because it seems like you're able to talk about what you're interested in, what you're knowledgeable about, what you have a passion for, and to make a difference. And so we're showing them the ropes and, and being a mentor, and they're excited about mentoring each other and continuing that on. So it's a great opportunity to talk to uh, thought leaders from agencies, from... From, we had lobbyists, we had agency heads, we had um, other nonprofit leaders, and so they get a sense of all the opportunities. And this is not just for students in biology. We need all young people who are interested in conservation, whether they end up being an attorney, where they end up working for local government, where they're in a business, and just say, "Hey, I would like uh, our focus for you know our corporate giving and volunteering to be on this issue, and, and being able to feel confident about how to advocate for that." So anyway, you find yourself in your career and in your life, this is an opportunity for those people to feel more effective. And just demystifying, going to the Capitol or going to make a... It's
0: intimidating, right? I mean, to show up at a place like that and not know what's going on.
2: And to make public comments, you know, how to prepare your comments, how to be thoughtful, taking, you know, your ideas and justifying your position and then offering a solution and researching that. So it's helping craft those kinds of positions and ideas and meeting with, you know, people who are further in their careers and tell you know, ways they can interact. I think it's an exciting program. The feedback we got from our first group that just is ending this year was very positive. So I hope that listeners... Uh, you know who are either in college or have no people in college or have children in college if they're interested in joining the second group of conservation leadership corps members we'd love to see an application and the deadline is uh, may 31st and that can be found on our website which is lawildlifefed.org
0: I love, love the idea. My little girl says that um, my job is to talk on the phones. (laughs) So I appreciate that. It is that some days, right? That's when she doesn't come into the radio station. But I love, love that idea. And and we talked about with our first guest that it's not always the career path you think. Um, It's not always just about science or just about one thing. But, you know, our first guest had a history degree, right? I have a public relations degree. And so it, it all... Um, it takes all kinds, especially in coastal. It's not just engineers or scientists that um, it takes a lot of hands on deck to get the work done. So I certainly love the idea. So that that you just completed your first year, right? And it's named after one of of your um, uh, volunteers, right? Edgar? Yes, Edgar
2: Villan was a longtime member of uh, Louisiana Wally Federation. He was a past president. He helped found uh, Lake Pontchartrain Basin Foundation. He was a founder of Coalition to Restore Coastal Louisiana. He was very active. Lots of our 70s friends in <laughs> the '80s, yeah, and helping form up the, the you know Department of Environmental Quality Agency. And so, um, so you know, we thought it would be nice to honor him with this program, and he would have been excited to see this. He 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 was. Early Urging us, um, you know, up until you know he passed away, that we needed to reach out to youth and we need to find a way that we capitalized on what we best do, which I think is forward looking and, and investing in the future, but being very active today. So I think it's a good combination and I'm, I know he'd be excited about it.
0: So tell us the deadline again to apply.
2: Yeah, it's May 31st and it's on our website. It's an easy application um, and it's for um, entering freshman. Sophomore and juniors in college in Louisiana. So that's statewide. It's not just a Baton Rouge or New Orleans or Shreveport. It's, you know, if you're in college and you want to add this perspective about policy to what you're learning and about the environment to what you're learning, business major, whatever you are, you can apply.
0: I love it. I love it. So lawildlifefed.org, correct? Yes. And you'll find out more about the CAMO Coalition, the Leadership Corps. You can find out about the Conservation Awards, right, and and some of the upcoming events and things that y'all do.
2: Yes. So we have reports on that. We also have our position. So we have our own resolution process because we are made up of individual members and uh, affiliate organizations. So once a year we come together, and we'll be doing that in August, and we go over our position as an organization. What a good idea. Yes, yeah, so you can see our past position. Some of it takes, it a, wh- it takes a while for it to, to to come to conclusion. You know, it's something we're working on. Often I find I'm talking about something today, and I go looking to see if we have a position, and we had a position five years ago. <laughs> and it's just the time is now. Yeah. It was, you know, it's finally worked its way to um, action. And so... Uh, so there's a lot about our position, what we're doing. You know, we're following the Catahoula Lake um, mm-hmm, case, mm-hmm. and you know, we we put out information about coastal, and you know, we follow different issues on hunting and fishing because that is our our origins. And a lot of our members do that, but our members are just outdoor uh enthusiasts and some of them you know hunt fish paddle bird watch camp they do all of it and some of them do aspects but we're all together one about you know conserving our resources and being wise about using them and protecting them for the future
0: well rebecca we're so glad to have you on the show to talk about the really really great work that y'all do over at the louisiana wildlife federation you'll have to come back on the show and be well, my co-host, thank you,
2: Simone, and we're a fan of Restore Retreat. are uh-huh. doing some great stuff too.
0: Thank you, thank you, uh, Rebecca. You'll have to come back and join us. Uh, before we go, we wanted uh, before we leave you here at Delta Dispatches, we wanted to talk about some upcoming events. We wanted to make sure that you knew about uh, the Upper Barataria Basin Flood Risk Management Feasibility Study is having a public meeting in the St. Charles Parish Emergency Operations Centers on Thursday, May 2nd, starting at 6 p.m. They have the Hurricane Ready readiness fair that Chris talked about earlier. CPRA has its monthly board meeting uh, at, the Center for, um, at the Center for Coastal and delta Solutions where the Water Institute is on Wednesday May 15th. We also have uh, what Chris talked about earlier the historic preservation in the face of climate change which will be at the New Canal Lighthouse on Wednesday May 15th. And then also we will have the South Central Coast Flood Risk Reduction Feasibility Study Public Meeting at the morgan city auditorium on may 15th and last but not least the coalition to restore coastal louisiana will have their stewardship award banquet on friday may 17th you're listening to delta dispatches thank you for joining us again this week we'll talk to you soon